Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today, we are updating the community on DimeCore, ticker DMIFF. Joining me to update on the company is our amazing breakout investor, Florian Bushek. But first, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by visiting the Apple or Android app stores. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Dimecore, D-M-I-F-F. Florian, I think the right place to start is to talk about some exciting developments in the market for diamonds. You know, we've come out of uh, the uh, pandemic. We've got the war in Ukraine. And both of these things, I believe, provide some very interesting context. Could you update our listeners? Right. Thanks, Scott. So in terms of what is happening in Ukraine uh, and the development especially with Russian sanctions, is that we know that Alrosa, which is partially a state-owned company, supplies um, about 30% or so of the diamonds worldwide. And it's actually the largest producer of diamonds by volume. De Beers is the largest one by value. And so what is happening now is, for one, you have the official sanctions which is, for example, uh, that Alrosa is, is blocked. So it's very, very hard to pay Alrosa in US dollars, but also in currencies like euros or pounds, etc. And the other development is self-sanctioning. Self-sanctioning in the sense that the major diamond buyers, the luxury groups like Tiffany, for example, they don't want to touch any Russian diamonds right now at all so it's literally toxic it's like you see big oil companies announcing these divestments where they sell assets for cents on the dollar they do that because it's toxic right they won't have anything to do with russians and with russian goods and the same is happening in the diamond industry right now so you know a lot of uh, folks would challenge this and say you know they would they would point to energy and they'd say oh you know what 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 can the west do uh, all of uh, russia's production of oil and coal natural gas they can just sell it all to china and india what say you with respect to that idea and diamonds so i would say that is exactly correct and that is indeed what is happening but so I'm not. I'm certainly not making the case here that uh, a third of all diamond supply has gone away now, and and you know the market is going totally bunkers. But um, as you said, they can sell to China and India, but only to a limited degree. So there is even for official sanctions, you can, for example, import diamonds into the U.S. if they. If they are polished in India, even if they are of Russian origin. So that's absolutely correct. Uh, that can happen. That being said, the most important luxury, the most important diamond buyers, the great luxury groups in the US and in Europe, they still don't want to touch anything of Russian origin. They have sophisticated programs that have been built over the past years. Um, not only for commercial reasons, but, but also to 
to basically tell the customer where exactly their diamonds are coming from so they can very easily track where the stones that they are buying are coming from and they are not touching anything that has anything to do with Russia at the moment. So what you see is, you see there is supply of diamonds going to China and India, absolutely, but there is still a very strong tightness in the market, especially for all, for all that goes to the West. You know, Florian, thinking about this, uh, you know, with respect to energy, something that is consumed, uh, I, I can see a decent argument. I won't subscribe to it, but a decent argument that over time Russia can redirect, you know, to other places. But you just made the point. Um, uh, the West is where diamonds are going to be consumed in the greatest quantity. And there's the got to be, a, yeah, there's got to be a limit to what uh, can be stockpiled. Uh, or, or consumed in India and China. And I had picked up on the platform, there was a, a posting about the Russian government maybe recognizing this. I was, I was going to mention this, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so the, the point is uh, that had already happened before around the financial crisis, which is that Arosa is directly selling basically to the Russian government and the Russian government is then stockpiling it. So they are basically printing rubles more or less, giving that to Arosa and stockpile the diamonds. It's actually quite interesting because last year the exact opposite happened. Supply was so tight even for Arosa that the Russian government released diamonds from sort of the national stockpile, the national reserve. And now the opposite is happening. Arosa is actually in need of funds. And so they are directly selling to the Russian government because they cannot find that many buyers anymore. So it, if, if they're going to be stockpiling now, it'll probably create some scarcity. So could you just, you know, we, we don't have to leave this topic, would, but would you shift a little bit into the demand side and talk about how the limitation and at least the temporary stockpiling of uh, the Alrosa production is going to lead to scarcity and what that's doing to prices? Right. So I would argue, even if, if some Russian stones find their way all over the world, which is going to happen in some way, there will be some additional tightness. And that tightness comes on top of a market that was already extremely tight at the beginning of the year. We've all seen the signs that diamond prices have strongly recovered from their lows and exceeded the highs in 2019. And if you look at the, there are two reasons for this. For one, supply side beyond, beyond our Rosa, but several major mines have closed for good. So they are not going to come back. And then the demand side was also very strong because he had uh, worldwide um, programs to, to basically prep up the consumer um, around the pandemic. And not only that, you have, you have also big trends towards marriage, towards more families, big trends, not only in the US, but also in the emerging economies that the middle class is growing, people can suddenly afford more luxury, that is not going away. And if you look at earnings reports from luxury good companies, it's also not stopping. Yeah, that's and right. You can, make a, you can make a credible argument that yeah, several economies are nearing a recession, and that will definitely dent luxury sales. 
I'm totally on board with it. Um, it will slow down, but I think the market is still extremely tight, even if demand slows materially down. Two quick things I want to touch on before we get specific to Dimecore and its production. One, uh, could you quickly touch on the arguments sure to come up that the uh, younger millennial generation that's likely to get married now, they don't want real diamonds and uh, the, the whole blood diamond, uh, they don't want natural diamonds. The whole blood diamond thing from Africa now extending to Russia, yeah, it's going to reduce demand and they're going to go to the cheaper and better synthetics. Yeah, that's, that is happening to some degree, but um, every everybody I spoke to or every kind of information I found on this, it's, it's happening, but it's a very, very small part and it's not a real replacement. Um, so there are a bunch of experts around there that don't really see this as... Yeah, right now. my answer is um, uh, plastic flowers uh, are in many ways superior to the real thing, but don't try to give that to your girlfriend. Right. Uh, I mean, if you think about it, what is a diamond? Why is it worth anything? Does it look that good? Um, it, it does, but um, there is a lot of there's a lot of sort of feeling and you want the real thing. Agreed. Uh, and then uh, just uh, another quick question. The Alrosa production, uh, you said it's the largest by volume. The beers is the largest by value. Alrosa is producing the smaller stones. Isn't that what Dimecore specializes in as well? Yeah, I would say Dimecore is a little bit above. So it's a little bit more valuable than sort of the average Alrosa stone. Um, but it definitely, there is definitely a lot of tightness specifically in the ranges that Diamco offers. Okay, all right. So let's let's shift over to the second part. There's two pieces to this story. The first part is there's never been a better time for Dimecore to be in the market. And the second part is Dimecore is coming to the market. Can you talk about the production and just the, the evolutionary life cycle of the company and how now is their moment? Right. So we have talked about this before, but... Uh, the the deposit that Dimecore has bought from the beers, uh, they have spent basically the last decade developing it, and they were sort of rudely interrupted by the pandemic, and now they are getting to the point where they are actually really ramping production, and they want to declare declare commercial production this year. So we did have some setbacks. So a few things are taking and did take longer than I and also other people, including, including management anticipated last year. Um, that is related to water issues. They, they had some problems with weather and sort of with, with clay. And I don't want to go into all these details. The, the bottom line is we have lost, let's say around two months maybe. So production is not right now not there yet what I anticipated it to be, but it's getting there. So right now we have, we are in a situation where they added additional equipment, additional screening equipment, additional equipment to deal with water issues. And that will, that will be active, let's say imminently. So in the next 
we have the next tender um, this month in days. Um, after that, we will see a material increase about a double in the actual carrot numbers that they report. And then we have phase two more or less, which involved adding a certain Russian machine. And you see already I am saying Russian, they will need to find a way to get a used machine to not deal directly um, with the Russian manufacturer to avoid any issues with sanctions. Once they add this machine, then production will double again in carrot numbers. I anticipate this to happen towards the end of the year. So Dynecore is a small company. It operates out of South Africa. It's in a relatively obscure space, which is diming production. And I say all of this as a lead-in to say that it's one of the most popular names on the breakout investor platform. And it was the subject to a recent Wisdom of the Crowd survey where the feedback from the community came back very positive on the company. Uh, it's, it's a great example where the community, and uh, particularly through you, Florian, can uh, take advantage of some information asymmetry. Uh, you are in touch with the management team on a regular basis. You're educating yourself uh, every day on the situation with respect to the diamond market and the, the uh, diamond uh, manufacturer, diamond pricing. And you share the information in your breakout room on the breakout investor platform. Now, we've also just recently right. released a, a new level of, of subscription where people are in a position where they can truly directly tap into your knowledge We'll be having monthly calls. Uh, we've got the watch list feature where people can see uh, um, the results of both the wisdom of the crowd surveys and the general sentiment of the market. If you had a chance to tap into this at all, can you just speak to how the community is uh, focusing on DimeCore and where we think it's going to go? Yeah, um, I think pretty much everybody is on board that um, the stock is materially underpriced here. And uh, there's only one way to go, more or less, um, which is quite a bit higher. Um, the community is in very much in agreement here. Um, and it, it's really nice to, to sort of, for me, to share the information I have that way and for others to consume it. And so how it is set up in, in our channels um, is very, very good. I completely agree. And I know you'll be uh, continuing to keep us informed. I'm looking forward. To, uh, I hope to have the CEO have another call with uh, management uh, and an opportunity for um, the community here directly, how they're taking steps to increase production and what it's going to mean for future revenues and likely future share prices. In the coming months, that will definitely happen. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's call it 10 minutes. Thank you very much, Florian. We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on DimeCore and for other small and micro-cap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via our application, which you can access at the Apple or Android stores. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is syndicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe listen and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not breakout investors.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breckon Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.